What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to the show, Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, we are OB, Sean, and Eric is filling a seat this morning. If you saw the last episode... <laughs> Obi Shane. Shane. Obi Shane. I he's, got, he, he's not Sean today. Holy moly. That's uncomfortable. Were, weren't you just complaining like a couple weeks ago how everyone calls you uh, Sean? Yes. I was. He was. <laughs> and now he's calling himself Sean. That's probably why other people call me Sean because maybe my entire life I'd be like, hey. My name's Sean. I'm Sean. <laughs> What's your name? Holy moly. You can tell we've been doing this show a while and I'm just used to saying, saying certain Obi, names. Obi, Sean, and Brandon, and Shane. Oh my goodness! You actually man. do usually say it in that order. We're yeah. Obi, Sean, Brandon, and Shane. Yeah, and you just said out. Sounds Obi, good that Sean way. And Eric, gosh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all well, good. you you have an uncomfortable intro. Little this bit, okay. Little bit. We're at church last night. Um, we have our house on the market. By the way, trying to, uh, trying to capitalize on on our um, real estate market that we've got I, going right now. I thought about you last night. Yeah. While you were at church. Well, the I hope it was a good thought. Well, I drove by and dropped Miller off and saw your truck parked wherever you parked, right there in that spot yeah. in the corner. Yeah. And I thought, that's probably the best parking spot in, <laughs> at this church. <laughs> and then I thought, of course it is. Obi knows that. <laughs> uh, I've, I've parked in a few of them. Okay. I like that one. Um, anyway, about... We're, I don't know. We usually stay at church till seven thirty. Um, at seven thirty twenty eight, realtor calls. Hey, can y'all show y'all's house tomorrow at, at eleven o'clock? <laughs> and we're like, yes, uh, we've got to leave right now. Let's go. So we were up till eleven o'clock, cleaning our house and trying to organize things. And um, I've got to leave after our next podcast and uh go mow my yard (laughs) these these are moments that are happy cleaning and happy mowing yeah except uh, yeah i don't know there's a purpose there is a purpose but it's 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 more of a panicky uh, yeah to me yeah what time 11 11 okay yeah so i I gotta start listening i got a little i got a little bit of time but it was uncomfortable because that is uncomfortable there was a lot to do Yes. We weren't prepared. Well, you know, ideally you need two days. <laughs> right. <laughs> you d- you didn't get it, though. And, and So you got to work No one has it. a dentist appointment at 9 o'clock, okay. so Amy can't be at the house between, like, the time she would normally get up and they're going to be there. Yeah. So, basically, we had to get it all done last night. Get her done, boy. We got it done. Eric, you're on the last show. This is Eric Cleveland again. Uh, young Buck coming on the show bringing the average age down. We do appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Um, is we there something you're going to put in the description? Like the average yeah. age is now. We'll, you know, we'll put whatever you want in there, buddy. <laughs> hey, he brings the average age down to like in the 20s. No. Mm-hmm. It's, what are you? Let's do this real quick. 37. 37. I'm 39. So what are we at there? 38. Well, divided by three and then 19. Or divided by, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so. 37, 37 and 38 is what? 37, 39. Yeah. So 70, around 75 there. plus 20. 
plus 20, 95 divided by three. We're still at 30. It's unfortunate. Dang it. Yeah. If we do 19, because I'm not 20 yet. Oh, yeah. 19. I think we're still, still the same. Yeah, yeah, we're still up there. We're still up there, but we're hey, lower. Lower. Yeah. Well, the other two guys that are on the show are older. Yeah, that brings that. It's just good they're not yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you guys not being here today. Yes. Hey, where'd you grow up, by the way? Uh, I grew up here in, in Longview, Texas, for the okay. most part. Okay. Uh, I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Lived there for six months. Don't remember any of it. Okay. Uh, lived in Topeka, Kansas for five years, and then I've been... You remember any of that? A little bit. Um, okay. I remember stepping on a wasp on our porch. I remember that. <laughs> what a memory. That's, that's, <laughs> that's like the only thing I remember. You know, when I was a young buck, I grew up in Topeka, stepped on a wasp, then moved to Longview. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, about, that's about all I remember from that's, my time in Topeka. That's my story. Man, you've been going through the Bible, the New Testament, one chapter at a time uh, to to with the eventual goal of reading the entire New Testament, correct? Correct. So we talked about a few things in the last episode of some stuff that really stood out to you. Matthew 1 was one of them. Romans 14 was one of them. Do you remember another one? I do. So the next thing um, for uh, for you guys, I don't. I t- talked to Obi a little bit about this, but I'm uh, pursuing a call to ministry right now. And so kind of right around the time where I was really actively pursuing that, I was reading through 1 Timothy. And like maybe a week after I had kind of told... Uh, our youth pastor about that, just saying, hey, you know, what what are some next steps I can take? Uh, I read First Timothy three, which talks about just being a godly leader in the church, um, and just, I mean, we kind of talk about it a little bit at a at a college young adult, but just being a godly man, being a uh, above reproach. Yeah. Did we talk about that at church? We did a last bit. Sunday. Yeah, or two Sundays ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. We did. We talked about um, just leading a life above reproach. And, uh, you know, I, I like, I like that word above reproach because, or those words, I feel, <laughs> did you, did you see a totally rabbit hole squirrel, you know, here, but, uh, president Biden, you know, and he, he got up, he was in front of, he was doing a speech <laughs> and he said, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I can imagine. He said, he said, um, I've got two words for y'all, you know, and he says, made in America. <laughs> <laughs> Did this happen recently? Like last week. Oh, uh, I can't imagine the memes. All over. Okay. If it's less than three words, it doesn't, or three letters, it doesn't count as a word. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's Man. why in like acronyms, you know, like they'll have like the in, you know, in acronyms, you'll have okay. like, the letters, and then you'll have like N, but that's not an I in the acronym. So, but it's basically like you say, two words for you, made America. <laughs> <laughs> you could see somebody like catching themselves right before they say the N. Made America. <laughs> oh my goodness. Have you seen him reading the tele- teleprompter? <laughs> like that, that, that in, was, in line, that St- was, stop, pause. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Sorry about that. You guys are that. about to get canceled. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's no. yeah, yeah. Don't don't go down that rabbit hole anymore. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> Show's gonna, nobody knows we're on the internet yet. You exactly. can't get canceled. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can't. You can't get canceled when they don't know about you. But, you know, I was I was talking about being above reproach and and how I do. I I, I like. I just 
I like the thought of being above reproach because it allows you um, to think about, to understand that you're going to sin. It's going to happen because we're humans and we're broken and, and, and we were born sinners, but we can still live a life where we're trying not to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I think about whenever we're living a life above reproach. It's like we, we are sinners. We've accepted that. We know it, but we're going to try to live a life not sinning. I think it also goes to the fact that we have to be aware of people around us as being above reproach, and we can't walk through this life with, like, the horse blinders on where you can't see anything outside of right here. Mm-hmm. Because I think also above reproach means don't cause your fellow man to stumble. And in order to not cause your fellow man to stumble, I need to know my fellow man. And I need to know, like in the last episode, you, you said something about, for you it may be a sin to sit in that chair, but for me it may not to be. Well, I need to understand you enough to support you in your, your being above reproach and not sitting in that chair. And I don't need to be like, well, what's wrong with sitting in that chair? There's nothing wrong with sitting in that chair. You can sit in that chair. You're like, well, no, but look, the Holy Spirit told me that I can't do that. He didn't tell me that. Sit in the chair if you want to. You know what I'm saying? And we do get, we do get, I walk through life sometimes with, with the blinders on of just seeing what's in front of me. Yeah. So when you, like, you talked about your, your uh, you know, following a call to ministry at the, at the moment. I know you're an intern right now up at Moverly. Uh, you know that that verse obviously spoke to you. It, it's 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 got you thinking about being a godly man. Uh, you know, and and being a godly leader. And you know, I gotta. That's that. I would say that that's kind of the foundation of our podcast. Here is is um, you know I I read the book Kingdom Man and. And, and by Tony Evans and, and being a kingdom man and what all that encompasses. And it's one of the things that we talked about in a lot of our Bible studies with our brothers uh, who are also, you know, on the podcast that really kind of uh, led us to really want to uh, get the word out on what godly men are called how godly men are called to um, live in this broken world that calls us to live almost the complete opposite uh, of how the Bible teaches and what what the Christian life really looks like. And so, um, you know, that being said, like, what do you, as far as leading and, you know, where do you feel God leading you from a, um, you know, from a, Stamp like is there a specific group of folks that you are targeting or that you feel like you would want to be a part of in that leadership? You mean like like in the ministry sense yeah. or like yeah? I mean I really enjoy being with our youth. That's what I am. I'm a youth intern. For okay, specifically junior high, but I kind of help out with both. Gotcha. Um, and it's kind of they're kind of at that age where it's like right where you don't have to start watering things down because they they can understand it. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I have always had trouble with is a uh, watering things down or like kind of, you know, 
holding back is like, you know, this isn't something that, you know, like, I mean, sex isn't something you should talk about with an eight year old probably or like consistently. Exactly. But you know, with, I mean, if I wanted to teach a message on, you know, how to avoid or what to, you know, how to avoid sexual immorality, you know, to a 13, 14, you know, 12, 13, 14 year old, that's where it gets to the point where like they're starting to really experience that in school or just in life. And there's, you know, I don't think there's any, uh, you don't have to really water that sort of stuff down. You can just be brutally honest. In fact, I think you should be. Yes. Um, cause that's, I was really growing up. I was kind of, you know, sheltered. Held back, yeah, sheltered. I was homeschooled, okay. you know? Um, and so I didn't really even learn about this. I actually learned about a lot of that stuff cause I grew up in elevation with our youth ministry and I learned a lot about that stuff, hearing it from the kids because my parents were really hesitant to tell me about it. And, so, interesting. Yeah, I think it's with as much stuff as our kids are being thrown at our kids nowadays as parents and as leaders at the church, we do have a responsibility to get ahead of those things to teach our kids what the Bible says about them and not let the world dictate our kids' beliefs on those matters that are delicate. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's a tough task. It's a tough task. Um, it is. It is a tough task because even in our youth groups, yeah. uh, you know, as you just as you just mentioned, you're you're being uh, subjected to that, and and it's it's just going to happen. And and so as parents um, and as leaders of those kids, you know, I mean, it's super important to make sure that they're presented and that information is entering into their minds in the right way (laughs) yeah you know um it's it's just a very difficult thing um you know shane's got a what 14 year old 11 year old um you know i've got a 12 year old they're at that point you know where where they're literally going into maybe their first years of youth where you know i mean we know that they're going to be around you know 15 and 16 and 17 and 18 year olds potentially. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, it may be at church that they're around them, but they're, they're hearing, seeing and getting information that needs to be disseminated to them in the right way. So it's exciting to know that there are young men like you that are going to be disseminating that information to our kids. Yeah. Um, because you know, it's, it's just a tough matter. Um, you know, the world is out to get on man. Yeah. I, real quick, I want to go into your call to ministry. And I think that's in different for everybody. First of all, we're all called to ministry. Specifically, you're called to service in the ministry in the vocational church. Vocational ministry. Or right. Vocational, yeah. But. Right. The moment, walk us through how you were called to the ministry and how it was confirmed in your life. So I, this is, it's kind of a cool story. So I graduated high school in 2021, May, 2021. Um, the summer, uh, finished out my, you know, high school year in the youth. Cause they let you come, they let you stay till the end of the summer. And they're like, shoot, get out. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, but the last Wednesday that I was, the last Wednesday I was there, Will Hagel came up to me. He's like, Hey, I need someone to lead a, a small group on Sunday morning. And I was, I had no plans on coming back. I okay. hadn't, I didn't even think about ministry. I was, 
at that point I was kind of focused on, okay, I want to do go into business. That's what I wanted to do. And so he's like, Hey, I need someone just, just on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. You know, you don't, I know you go to the eight, nine 30. So can, can you come help with that? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that. You know, serving Mm -hmm. and coming back would be a great opportunity. So I did that for about two months, just Sunday mornings. And then I was talking with him and he's like, Hey, what do you do on Wednesday nights? And I was like, well, I, uh, nothing really. Uh, he's like, you want to come on Wednesday nights and, you know, help me with the junior high and make sure, you know, keep them in line. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to do that. I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> Wednesdays I start going up and I do that till maybe, you know, um, April, May of 2022. So this year, and then near the beginning of the summer, he's like, Hey, you know, I would go to different, I mean, youth events help yeah. out with just not Sunday and Wednesdays, but they'd have things on, you know, Thursday nights and I'd go and help with that or, Saturdays and stay after church on Sundays sometimes. And he, I, I loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved every bit of it. There was never a time where I was like, I don't want to be up there serving yeah. and helping with the youth. And then he was like, Hey, you know, I really, I, I want to bring you on as like an intern now, like a paid intern, you know, you come up and you help out uh, when we need you to help out. And I was like, man, that's a great opportunity. And just kind of yeah. midway through the summer, that was really uh, one of my friends had sent me Philippians. I believe it's two thirteen. And it says, uh, I believe it says, for God has, for God has given you, I can't exactly remember, but it's like, you can, you it can, yeah, it's like God has given you um, the desire to do his will or something like that. If you can find it. In yeah, it's uh, verse 13. For it is God who is at, is at work in you, both both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Yeah, that. So, and just essentially, I mean, what I think that says is he gives you the desire to do his will. And so that for me was kind of almost my, my calling verse. And they just sent to me, sent that to me out of the, out of the blue, out of nowhere. And I was just like, I enjoy doing this. Yeah. And that's something I I love doing. And I didn't, you know, business still wasn't a, it was still something I liked, but it wasn't as much of a, you know, top like I want to do this yeah and so they sent me that verse and then I had my my former boss Adam Wagner um I had told him I had been volunteering with the youth and he we still go out to lunch occasionally and just one time he was like Eric you know are you uh you you do a lot with your youth right and I was like yeah I I do and he's like have you ever considered going into ministry because that's you seem like that's I mean every time you talk about it your face lights up you just love it and then I've got some of my other friends that have just been like, you'd make a, a great pastor. I think that that might be God's calling for your life. And so just those affirmations. Yeah, that's good. That's good to surround yourself too with people that understand you enough and are walking through life with you enough to be like, hey, uh, you might not have considered this, but uh, you should do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that is cool. What a, that's, that is a cool story. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, just people affirming you in your life and then you recognizing mm-hmm. um, that God is calling you um, in, in, in the way that God uh, allowed you to recognize that, uh, you know, just through your joy and the peace that it brings you and the excitement and the uh, just the love that you have for the people that you're, that you're serving, um, you know, and, and, and then it's like, all that's happening and people are seeing that and they're guys like Adam are just telling you, man, what do you, 
think about this. And, and now you choosing to act on that. And, uh, it's, it's all part of God's plan. Um, pretty awesome. That's, that's fantastic. And I had never, again, I'd never mentioned to him that I had even considered, because like it, it crossed my mind. I was like, yeah. you know, maybe ministry is what God's calling me to do. And he was like the first person to really be like, this would be a great thing for you. Just, yeah. I'd never mentioned it to him, never told him that that's what I was thinking about. And so that's really was my first, like my first real affirmation that I can remember. Yeah. I would just kind of close out with, you know, um, there's a lot of, there are a lot of young adults uh, there are a lot of high schoolers going into college. There's a lot of college students that are trying to find their way. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they, they don't know what direction to go. Um, you know, Eric and I were talking a little bit before about how some of them are literally spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in college and, and they have no idea what, uh, what they're going to do with that degree that they're about to get. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do uh, that. We, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole either. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, pursue pursue your passions. Stay locked in uh, to God's word. You know, that's where the, the depth of your soul, God's going to speak to you. He's going to speak mm-hmm. to you. When you're when you are being obedient and when you're trying to be more godly and you're getting into His Word and you're prayerfully searching for um, the calling in your life, because we all have a calling, we all have a calling, um, and and I believe that you're a lot more apt to find that calling at a young age. Eric's about to be twenty years old, um, and. I don't know too many 20-year-olds that know what they want to do in their life. Yeah, it's okay if you don't know. It is. And, you know, we have a main purpose. If you're a Christian, you have a main purpose. Dive into that and let the Lord speak to you on whatever else that is. And, and the way our world works is the outside influences that aren't godly will tell you that you need to have it figured out by the time you're out of high school. Right. That's not true. That is not true. It's totally okay if you have no idea what you want to do with your life. Just Here, don't. Just when you don't know, go. Don't go spend a hundred thousand dollars not knowing. That's that's <laughs> the point that I was getting to. Is yeah, you have room and opportunity as a young person to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Well, a hundred thousand dollar mistake is yes, it's one that you can learn from, or a two hundred thousand dollar mistake is one that you can learn from. It's not one that you want to put yourself in in a financial position, though. Yeah. So we're, I'm going to hop off of that topic. <laughs> Appreciate y'all joining us today. Eric, thanks so much for being awesome, here, brother. Man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, yeah, bro. Yeah. It was, it was awesome, man. Uh, hit those buttons at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.